Forever in Electric Dreams and Blue and Green Radio present a 90s State of Mind podcast. Radio in a 90s state of mind. <laughs> Welcome to blueandgreenradio.com. Howdy, gang. Uh, Imran here, and you're tuned in to another episode of the 90s State of Mind podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in to our episode today. If you are brand new to the 90s State of Mind podcast, let's uh, let me catch you up a little bit. Um, I'm broadcasting from London in the UK, and uh, my broadcasting uh, buddy is broadcasting from San Jose, California. Uh, that's that's myself and Rhonda, and we. Um, through each episode we pick a new uh, uh, 90s album for us to discuss and uh, celebrate Rhonda uses a phrase about we give roses uh, to uh, to the albums that we discuss and I think that's a really great way to kind of surmise our affection for the 90s in general and also what the purpose of these podcasts are so we spend about an hour uh, <coughs> reminiscing in in nearly every case uh we kind of talk about the album that we kind of grew up with and that formed part of our formative musical years and things like that i say in most cases because we're discussing an album today uh that i was very aware of but i didn't own so this is a really this is the first time uh in doing this uh podcast with Rhonda where i've had to listen to the album for the first time properly uh and uh that's was awesome and it was brilliant but i won't ruin any ruin it any further and give you the results so i'll let you listen to the episode um but yes we are discussing brandy and her 1994 self-titled debut album um it's a great pick i think it was an essential pick it's for for if we're discussing 90s music um particularly 90s r&b and uh yeah it makes for a really really fun episode today we kind of talk about um, quite a lot of things about the album the singles the remixes um the collaborators we talk a little bit about stuff that brandy did in and around uh that album with uh the never say never album as well and uh, other things lots of other things so uh yeah i hope you enjoyed the episode a quick reminder that the blue and green uh well i beg your pardon that a quick reminder that the 90s state of mind podcast runs in conjunction with blue and green radio so we'd love for you to visit us at blueingreenradio.com uh while we love to celebrate the 90s it's more of a contemporary soul jazz and funk and uh future soul station so um broadcasting from london uh we're an internet radio station that has shows from across the whole wide world including ride the vibe from uh, our dear friend Rhonda as well so uh yeah please check us out at blueingreenradio.com and of course uh our 90s state of mind home forever in electric dreams.com so um uh, regular listeners of the podcast will know we feature two songs per episode Rhonda 
uh, we'll pick the closing number for uh, our brandy themed episode today i'm going to pick the opening one and i'm probably gonna go with the song that um as i said i didn't you know have this album all those years ago uh, but i thought the song that i really dug the most when connecting with this album uh, is sunny day and uh, if you're familiar with the album and the song then you'll say yes i know the one and that's a good pick uh, so <laughs> i look forward to introducing it to anyone who uh, to any uninitiated uh, listeners right now this is a brilliant track uh, and uh, this is my pick so following this song we'll go straight into our conversation with Rhonda we'll set the album up uh, a little bit as well so thanks for tuning in and I uh, very much hope you enjoyed the episode So what?
yeah, so um, this is this again, like how overdue is this conversation? Um, <laughs> as well as Monterey, bra- this brandy uh, episode, my gosh, it predates even that. So yeah, oh, this is really yeah. overdue. Um, I know I was delayed a little bit because I had to wait for my CD to arrive, uh, but I, I have it. I have it in front of me now. But um, okay. So, uh, so okay. So let's set this up a little bit. So okay. Uh, for our ninety state of mind podcast, this is uh, us delving into uh, Brandy, her nineteen ninety four debut album on Atlantic Records. Uh, it is, as I said, a debut album for the fourteen year old, uh, which is amazing. Um, spawned the singles uh, I Want to Be Down, Baby, Best Friend, Broken Hearted, which is, I mean, <laughs> any of those could have made any best of the 90s kind of compilations, those four singles alone. Um, Correct. Uh, two Grammy nominations as well as numerous uh, awards for uh, for the album and uh, the singles as well. Uh, this album, I believe, was your pick um yes. what what um it, i mean i think undeniably whether anyone likes it or not you have to tip your hat as i said the singles it's it is a definitive 90s album i i, I dub it a classic um what why is why what was it uh for you that made you want to select uh this album for discussion um i think this was kind of spawned off of uh our conversation with Aaliyah, right because Around the time that Aaliyah came out, you know, this album right. also came up. And I already knew the song, the outro song I wanted to pick. So then that was, you know, that was the other thing. I didn't want to tell you that beforehand. But because, right. <laughs> you know, that's always a joy. You know, you set me up so well. Um, but when I and then when I went back to listen to this album, um, then it was like, yeah, I remembered how how popular this album was in terms of the song selections, the videos that were out at that time. Right. Um, and she just kind of really blew up so that it was a, a favorite that the, the, uh, the, the singles were favorites of mine. So then that became the, the main reason why I said, Hey, let, let's do this one, you know, yeah. just branch out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's um, what's, what I kind of really like about this is obviously the singles I'm very familiar with. Um, mm. Guys, I, my, my, the, my best friend at, at uni were, when I was there had this album. So I was mildly familiar with it. However, I've never owned this album before. Um, oh, and so okay. this is really cool. This is, I believe the first episode that we've done of these uh, where again, I haven't owned the record and it's kind of cool to, take a 90s album you know from obviously <laughs> all those glorious years ago and to sort of sit right. and discover it anew so this is the first time I've been able to sort of do that in our conversations and I gotta say it's it's great like it's 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 a hugely enjoyable record and it's it's really really good and there's so much kind of um as I said she's 14 years old yeah, but it's not a record for fourteen-year-olds. No, and and um, you're right. And it was interesting to because you know I'm listening to this real time. I'm not making out or connecting. Oh, she's so young, right? right. But to go back and to see like from a fourteen-year-old how she was like a little apprehensive 
to be singing, you know, the, the subject matter, right. right? Whereas you don't see that at all in the videos. You don't hear it in the songs because she comes across so well. But yeah, and um, so you figure you've got Aaliyah, that was a young artist. You have her, Monica, Usher. I yeah. mean, this is a little a little uh, quartet here, you know, not right. as a group. But this this four, this fearsome foursome, four musketeers, however you want to say it now, but that came up and then in each way had their own little piece of R&B music shaping, right, for the youth. Right. I could say that, you know, taking the baton, if you will, you know, for Brandy, her her influence uh, outside of her family being Whitney Houston, you know, Aretha Franklin, uh, Stevie Wonder, but really uh, Whitney. So you can see even how she was kind of groomed in a Whitney-esque kind of thing that you, you hear even the production of the music and how she carries herself, right? So, yeah. Um, you know, Whitney's a little older when she comes out, or at least um, on her first album. Right. Her packaging is a little older. But yeah. um, they they gave, they kept Brandy with her usefulness in terms of when she was performing it in her music videos, but her production of her music first rate was really i mean yeah. yeah it's nice to go back and hear this album and it's like yeah this is really good even now you know yeah and yeah. of course it is because that's why we pick people but you know <laughs> it's, still, <laughs> it's still enjoyable to to go back and um just start hit play and then go through um through for you the cd right yeah i was gonna make a comment about cassettes but we'll save that for another show (laughs) (laughs) you you mentioned uh usher Uh, it's funny because Mm -hmm. when i listen to this album usher that his debut album is very much what comes to mind because though again it's it both of these albums i think are very much a tightrope of you don't want again they clearly made the decision not to make a record for teens as such they're still targeting yes. a, a, a i won't say a, a mature i guess um kind of mm. r&b you know kind of market in the same way that mary j blige is targeted for or uh uh, uh as yet or whoever you know babyface etc etc they're still targeting a mature sort of r&b crowd but they're very right. conscious of with brandy I, I i felt with you know a lot of her lyrics there she's not sexualized in any way you know right th- throughout the album yeah. the usher one failed a little bit on the tightrope walking i think because was it the, oh. can, I, can i get with um can you get with it? Uh, the yeah. Devo- the Devante song where he says it's only, he sings, it's only a sexual thing. And it's like, you're 14. Like that's, the, I love that song, but like, that's like, you're 14. That, you've crossed the line with that lyric. So I always thought that song, that, that line was a mistake for his album. But in general, mm. I think they both, both albums, you know, are really, really brilliant in how they're kind of presented. Um, but mostly respectful of kind of the age and what they're subsequently saying. Yeah. So it's, it, yeah. Right. The, the Usher album for me was, was the biggest kind of, uh, I suppose, comparison in my head of, you could see the approach for for each. And it's, it's a very good approach of, you know, again, being respectful of the age, but still saying, well, we don't need to target this one small 
kind of element because it dates the music then doesn't it so right um but yeah so i thought yeah. it was pretty good in that way yeah i mean you can you know play it now and still i was just like boom 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 how the tracks just you know one after i'm like yeah i remember that this was good that was good that was good right yeah and i didn't even you know missing the liner notes about Rashawn patterson he had yeah he was involved. Robin Thicke was. I could not believe Robin Thicke was, was like, named. What? Yeah, no, I was like, uh, you just never know behind the scenes. Yes, read these liner notes. So uh, he was sixteen, apparently. Yeah, a young one, right? I so you get it, in, yeah. and you get your start. You know, yeah. you start writing songs that way. Um, so just to say, yeah, Rasan Patterson is is credited as a co-writer for Baby, and yeah. Robin Thicke. Uh, a co-writer for love is on my side and yes um, yeah i'm mind blown at the kind of seeing his name there and 16 amazing that's right cool another young gun this whole you know when you get an opportunity and you're given and then you you shine you know you're able to do something that that sparks you to go forward so it's nice to see um those opportunities Uh, being given right yeah yeah but um i want to be down was the first track for me that dropped and yeah and that was that was right off the top great and um it was uh i think was it baby next i think baby yes was the next one i think that dropped and that was that was hot loved it um and what I didn't know is like for best friend, she was supposed to sing that with Ray J. So I learned something about that, her brother. It's about him. I know that much. Um, yeah. But, uh, why didn't yeah. he get to sing on it? Do not know yeah. that. Uh, no. So, you know, people want to share. They can send us <laughs> DM. But anyway, um, but she ended up having to do all the vocals, you know, as a result. But great song, too. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, Broken Hearted, 
So it's like you just you start listening to this album and it's just cut after cut after cut, right? Yeah. Um, and um, even the uh, the the jazz. I mean, excuse me. The um, which one was it that was uh, "Give Me You," uh, "Always on My Mind," um, "Sunny Day." These are. It's really a good album overall so i'm like uh i know we were talking about um mary j blige how she blew up yeah this album really blew brandy up so yeah. if she she really you know and i i think her mom um you know became her manager in the back background so that kind of helped um having you know parental guidance when you're young <laughs> right yeah to you know guide you through the early years of this right but i'm like uh i think the album was what quadruple quadruple platinum wow so i'm like if you're you know 14 15 and it's funny too because what she was at um she was at taco bell when she heard her song on the radio oh really yeah so you're like you know, hanging out with your friends and then your song comes on and you're like, that's me, you know, and, you know, you've got to be like completely excited and your friends are excited because now you're like on the radio back when listening to the radio (laughs) was like a big thing. Right. So, um, dang, times have changed. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Um, and then I didn't, I mean, to go back and see how, you know, we're talking about how she t- took a, a a baton, let's say, from Whitney and used, like, uh, her influences then went to, like, to Erica and Jill Scott, right? Right. So y- you see how these, how music is being influenced and passed on, which is, you know, uh, amazing to to take in right and yeah. learn right. i gotta say that was the most uh, with with all due respect to to mm. to them but it was the most unrelatable interlude i've ever heard where it's just like hey brandy you want to say dedications yeah whitney houston that's my mentor uh aretha franklin stevie wonder, it's like, wonder. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> they yeah. drop much <laughs> well if you're gonna do it you, you better <laughs> I mean, you won't, let's say, uh, for people who are in the music, those are artists that you're not going to, um, you're not going to step on any toes when you say that they're your influences, right? We'll put it that yeah. way, right? Um, and I really do think that Whitney was probably one of her biggest mentors and influences, right? Yeah. So, um, and you can see that in, in um, <clears throat> the way she carried most of her career, right? And, and wanting to be a role model for younger um, <clears throat> fans, especially um, in the African-American community, too, to see someone that looks relatively your age doing these things and, and also dipping into acting as well as doing the music. So you have that kind of uh, those opportunities extended to you right but 
you know, she she always wanted to be in in music. So, mm. you know, it's you know when you focus on it and and then you put in the the time and the effort, it's good to see. Yeah, it works for her, right? Yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure about the interlude because um. Like as so her her referencing of those names because obviously much was mm-hmm. made about her relationship with Whitney, but when she mentioned Stevie and Aretha Franklin, I wasn't sure if she was citing them as inspirations, say musically, or if people she had a relationship with as well. Does that make sense? I wasn't sure because it was like Whitney, yeah. you know, she mentions Whitney straight away and goes, "That's my mentor," and then she as she mm-hmm. mentioned Stevie Wonder and Aretha Franklin, I thought, "What? Like, oh my gosh, what all of these? You know, you know them all or?" Oh, I wasn't really oh, sure if I, it was, yeah, if that was just, I'm, I'm a fan of the people now, of those those guys, but Whitney, I actually do know. Um, I'm going to say that she probably grew up listening to them. Mm. And then if I get the opportunity to meet her, I'll bring back the updates. Right, please do. <laughs> I'll try, you know. <laughs> but uh, you know now the quest is on um because i mean even even stevie wonder is a huge influence on me because i grew up listening to his music yeah. so and as well as aretha so that's why i'm that's where i took that um but I she, first um, time i heard it, i thought she was saying like i know them all and i was like oh my gosh hey how but you know, <laughs> she probably you know since then but at that time probably right. mm-hmm. Who knows? How did, I don't know. Do you know anything about how how her and Whitney like connected? I've always meant to look it up. I'm always curious no, as to how they were they I family friends know. or anything. Or... Um, I do know that you know. I think it was Cinderella where they were both acting in that movie together. So I right. know that's how they in terms of that. But I don't know if she met Whitney like personally during her formative years early oh, on in performing. You know, but you could always, you know, coming from the church and then um, seeing her, meaning Whitney, you know, also from the church go and um, be this huge star. Um, maybe that's where that came from. Mm. But I I didn't get to do, you, you're giving me work now. I have to <laughs> I'll have to check Sorry. it out later. That's okay, you know. But <laughs> but you know, but you also know. Hopefully, like what your her parents listen to as well, because this is where you also sometimes you get to go through your parents' music collection mm-hmm. and or what they're playing or what they're you know what you're exposed to, you know, growing up. Yeah. So and you know, Aretha was also in the church before she course, crossed yeah. over. So, uh, you know, there could be some tie with that. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the production of the album is really good, which is helps it stand up now, right? Yeah. So when you're listening to these songs, it's like, it's, you could, it's good today as it was when she released it. Yeah. Some it, odd years ago, I won't say the age now. So, you know. But it's it's been a minute. <laughs> I don't want to age us, okay? <laughs> Even though I think we do. Um, well, yeah. I, I, well, I guess on on production, there's primarily it's handled by uh, Keith Crouch and uh, something for the people. So Keith Crouch, mm-hmm. I guess uh, a well, very well known name 
certainly for that that time period with you know he's done work for like Shaka Khan and Kenny Lattimore and Boys to Men and Tony Braxton and yeah uh, El Dubai so yeah he's he's you know bringing Michael Jackson too oh really right oh, wow yeah, yeah he was right. working with Michael before he worked with Brandy he was on wow. um and I don't uh I guess he was drumming and then he got into wanting to do the production right and so he was under Michael for three years, Amazing. four years before they released him. <laughs> so I guess he was under contract with him right. to, to do stuff, which didn't know that went down with Michael. But yeah, see, you know, these are also fascinating things. Yeah. We do this research. But so after that, to, to, like you said, work with all of those artists and then, you know, you get Brandy and you become part of something that just blows up is, you know, it's great. Yeah, it must yeah. be amazing for this. I think, isn't it that Nile Rogers kind of uh, song where, he, um, not song, big pardon, but he, um, I think when you're working as, I guess for, for Keith Crouch in that situation where you're working with Michael mm-hmm. Jackson and anything you do with Michael Jackson at that point is going to be a hit. It's going to be massive because it's yeah. Michael Jackson, but to be a part right. of breaking a new artist, that's, you've you've nailed it. Yes, I remember, yeah, I remember Nile Rogers. He there was a, a an interview where he had, I can't remember the label, but he had made his pitch to, you know, kind of recruit himself and um, uh, for for production. And he was offered, I think, the Stones or something. And he said, "Well, okay. it's the Stones. They're massive. It's going to be a hit. They don't, you know, I I, I don't prove anything. Uh, if right. I if I you know if we have a hit record, who who haven't who haven't." who hasn't broken yet and they said well we have this one act that we don't know what to do with what's their name sister sledge okay let give <laughs> give me them and the rest is history you know so so that's oh kind of God. that's amazing isn't it so like to have I that kind of confidence it. of yeah let's let's i don't want to work with the well-known one because he's going to be a hit he doesn't, it doesn't i don't approve anything by kind of you know Get, getting a hit record with that person because everyone's buying their records now anyway so um, right but yeah so for crouch you know to break brandy you know in this in this respect and obviously with uh, something for the people as well not to dis- discount yeah. their contributions as well um but uh yeah to be a part of making a new artist must be a huge buzz for a producer yeah i would i would think so um i think when i was researching you know with with Michael, the thing he learned too is that you don't have to bring everything to a song. <laughs> you know, everything, all your ideas, let's put it all in one thing. No, no. Mm. Um, you have to learn how to strip away and, and give the song what it needs. So he took some of that into the production of the songs that he had right. have for Brandy, where, you know, it's not some of the stuff you can just okay, we know what we want. Let's strip things down to what's basic, what's needed, and then build that and then go from there, right? So uh, he did that with I Want to Be Down, which he thought, he because he wrote it so quick, it's not his favorite song, even though it right. just blew up, right? <laughs> Oh, if- 
it's funny when sometimes you don't think, eh, it's okay. And that's the one that becomes yeah. the hit. Right? But he, he said he did. He parted down to, to get to just basics that were needed for the song. And then, you know, he really enjoyed the way Brandy sings, right? And her feeling and and what she brings to her songs. They clicked right away when they met. So, you know, he was able to, you know, really flesh out um, what those two would, you know, bring, put together. Um, so it's interesting to read about that, how, you you know, you get into a, a studio and you work with an artist and you hope that um, what you're making is going to resonate yeah. with the fans. And then, you know, it turns out you've, been part of this overnight sensation in a way right yeah which is amazing yeah right? absolutely yeah he yeah. has some great uh uh contributions to to the album i mean it kicks off in i'm just trying to show you if this was a crouch one it is a key crouch one so moving on uh kind yeah. of kicks the album off now what a great tune <laughs> intro it's um to the kind of the album it's uh yeah it's, that's one of my standout uh numbers yeah produced and arranged by keith crouch written by keith crouch yeah. as well um and that's a that's a great kind of intro to to the album uh, yeah well. love the bass on it really got right. a funky groove to it so yeah i like that um and then you know uh you come off of that and then it's just like you hear baby yeah. Which, you know, I remember that video. So that was a great yeah. song, right? Um, and so then you're like, okay, one, two. Okay, what's next? Best friend. Boom. Okay. And then you go into I Want to Be Down. So it's like the top four right it's, off. Yeah, it's right? crazy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> See, right? How is this you doing? Sometimes you just hit a couple of seconds. Eh, let's do the next one. No, but you're actually <laughs> just like going through this album, right? And... um uh, it's interesting that for I Dedicate, I didn't even know that Drake sampled from there. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I really liked the music. And to find out that he actually did his sample from it uh, was kind of cool. Because, you know, you're taking snippets of stuff to make right. something new. But he was influenced by it enough to uh, include it in in, um, in his, his albums. So... Right. You know, you just never know when you're creating something how you're going to influence people, you know, once it's released out, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, a heart back to something from from ninety four, you know, is uh Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty special thing to you you you've you've released something very much ingrained within that kind of that genre I I think. So yeah. And that's cool because uh, like I said, I, I wasn't really as a as a complete piece of work like the, the whole album it, mm -hmm. I, I yeah it totally not passed me by i was obviously very aware of it but 
only knowing the singles, you know, but then yes. to listen to, to, to the whole thing and think, wow, this is a great, great album. And right. um, yeah, to listen to it, this, that, this, you know, look how long it's been uh, since its release. It just felt, it felt great to listen to it. I, I you know, massively enjoyed it. So um, I'm glad yeah. to hear that, Imran. Yeah, no, yeah. great pick. Yeah, it's probably, yeah. In, in, yeah, one that we, an essential one for us to have uh, covered. But yeah, no, I, I kind of, yeah, it's it's cool because, yeah, like I said, this is the first time I've had to go and rediscover, well, discover something for the first time uh, right. from from the 90s. And it's, it was, yeah, it's kind of a buzz to have done that. Um, so, so, yeah, like the Broken Hearted song, actually. Yes. I actually didn't know. Um, I The only version of that I'd ever heard was the, was it the Soul Power uh, mix with um, Wanye? Oh. Uh, I that oh, was the only version yeah. of that song I'd ever heard. I didn't know that it was a solo song from this album. So um, yeah, so that was kind of cool to see. This is the one. This is the version that actually it all kind of came from. Again, it's just you never, you know. I know you were we were thinking about um, sitting up in my room, which comes yeah. later and it kicks off onto this, right? So it's like the next thing. So again, another thing, boom, and she's still hot, right? Right. So it's almost um, like a younger version of Mary J. Blige that way, right? Where you right. just hit from the beginning, but you're able to keep it going, right? Yeah. So uh, you don't get stopped by the sophomore jinx, but. You know, it's just a matter of of being able to put together really good music that uh, over time it's, it's great. Yeah, right? yeah. So. And there's a, you know, we always like to discuss uh, remixes as well. So there's yeah. a a whole. I had no idea there was the amount 
Um, I mean, obviously, there's the, we mentioned the Broken Hearted. Um, I think it was the Soul yeah. Power. I didn't write it down, but I'm pretty sure it was Soul Power uh, mixed okay. with uh, Wanye Morris. Um, there is obviously, I mean, the, the huge remix from uh, from the album, the I Want to Be Down uh, remix. Platinum. With, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah what a great version uh queen atifah yo-yo ma and mc light um hype williams video uh yeah. great video um great song as well do you remember that in the 90s when like you'd have an r&b song and they'd do a remix with like all rappers and so the r&b guy would just do the chorus that like there was a, a vibe right. in by boys to men and had method man and craig mack and tretch <sighs> And there's SWV had one with like Jay-Z and Lost Boys and Busta Rhymes. And they used to do that every now and then. I used to love it when, when, you know, they would just take a back seat on their own song. I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And just have these mega name rappers kind of just coming on and taking on the whole song. Total with uh, no one else. Yep. Uh, Yeah. Foxy Brown, Little Kim and DeBrat. You know, they take a back seat. It's just, it was just the coolest thing. Yeah, well, then you, you it was because it was more of like a, a fusion early on with hip hop, yes. right? Yeah. So, um, which it, it diverges a little later, but it was fun. I like people sometimes forget like early hip hop was like this smorgasbord of different um, artists and what they rapped about. Yeah. Some of it. You know, some of it was infused, like we're talking about with with R and B. Some of it was playful. Some of it was right. fun. Some of it was political. So you had a whole host of different artists that were bringing you something within the genre of hip hop, yeah. right? Um, before it kind of got narrowed in terms of being sold more like gangster and and i yeah. i'm not gonna say i don't listen to that because i did but mm. i also i also remember the time before that when there was just a lot of music jazz influence yeah. you know just different things like even this one has you know you have the rb you have a little bit you know the song that has the soulful um the spiritual so it gave her a little bit of range in, um, yeah, in what she was doing too artistically. Um, it gives you a massive stamp of approval to have names of that caliber kind of come out for you as well, doesn't it? At that exactly, time as well. right? Because you know, like we just opposed this against Aaliyah, which I shouldn't be doing because I know that's what the critics did. Because you know, her first album was pretty much uh, R. Kelly, so right. it really wasn't everything that she got to do. Right. right. Whereas here. I think that Brandy really did get to have uh, more input on uh, the creation of of these songs. So that was yeah. good for her, right? Um, but, you know, it, both of them went on to influence us and, you know, we we got to sit around now and have the fun part to <laughs> to uh, to reminisce and, yeah. and give roses to to both of them yeah um but yeah it's just but it's just like a fun time in in uh in 90s right because yes. you know i just remembered how we are talking about how these artists came up around that time so the early 90s was a, a nice little pocket of music um 
coming out, which then a couple of leaders, like I said, you, you get, we're going to get Erica with Baduism. Hmm. So I think we can at some point, you know, have a conversation about her. You know, we've got, got artists, so we're, yeah. we're not lacking. <laughs> Absolutely. But you're right about like, kind of the, like, as you, you, you put it brilliantly about like hip hop back then, because it's like, uh, it was a, at that point, it's like it was a genre still kind of discovering itself and yes. like figuring it out as it went along and trying new things like all the time, like you said. And there were so many kind of pockets of, uh, you know, people like from conscious hip hop to gangster rap to, you know, yeah. jazz rap. And I guess everyone, the only bad thing about that back then was people stayed in those pockets, you know, for right. they, they there wasn't a lot of like, kind of cross-pollination back then and it takes something like when you see like jay-z doing the unplugged with the roots like i oh, remember yeah. just being mind blown mm -hmm. it was like but the, hang on but he's a bling rapper and they're the conscious <laughs> team i couldn't <laughs> get my head around it well, back then you, yeah yes. the backpackers yeah. yeah you didn't get that kind of crossover back then but but like i said there were so many well as you saw, like you said there were so many different pockets but there was, it was just constantly, it was fun. It was so much fun to see all these, you know, these guys trying different things. Um, I love the kind of the crossovers, like songs like this. This is like the I Want to Be Down remix is exactly the kind yeah. of thing I just, I just Words. loved back then. Yeah, it was awesome. Right. Fun and playful. Yeah. And, um, and I think that's even for a lot of the songs, um, especially Baby. Uh, best friend, I want to be down. Those are just like fun classics. You know, you could even if you went to parties and stuff like that, they would be playing, right? So you had that going on. I'm just remembering that now, and yeah, it's a nice to to reminisce on that. It's really, mm. really fun. Yeah, mm -hmm. there were other mixes. I mean, those were the two I was familiar with, but kind of looking at what was available like remix wise on discogs there is the i want to be down the cool out mix there is the all-star oh. party mix of baby um the best friend my gosh single had the the midday club mix the character r&b mix the rockapella beatbox and the character summer mix um, oh, I don't know any oh, yeah. of those. I've no, never I'm gonna have you, now you sent me off. I'm going to have to go try and track some of those down. Uh, yeah. all, all available yeah. from the release. It wasn't like these ones aren't apparently from years later or anything. This is apparently, yeah, at the time of release. And so I only knew the broken hearted one and uh, I want to be down one. So, yeah, I haven't. Um, oh, and on that, oh, sorry, I should have mentioned on the I want to be down um kind of conversation uh just a little bit mm. earlier i was watching the video um to just to because i wanted you know it'd been a while since i had seen it and then on you know youtube uh -huh. has those recommendations they had a video from queen atifa's talk show uh where oh. in 2014 she had reunited all of them so she's interviewing no brandy yeah it's, it's 2014 okay. and it's a really uh -huh. cool video she's where she's interviewing brandy and she's talks about and they're talking about the video and the song and how Brandy's saying how she, you know, it was a difficult day because she's so young and she's geeking out over the people that she's recording this or, or kind of making the song with or the video. Uh -huh. And um, then, yeah, Latifah just says, oh, you know, it'd be interesting to talk to 
to Yo-Yo and Light and see what they thought. Here they are. And then they come out and it's like, oh my gosh, oh, like it's so I'll cool. I'll have to look for this. Okay. Yeah, this is it's like, like a seven minute. I'll, I'll try and send you the link. Um, okay. I'll try and remember. But uh, it was so cool. And then they all sit on the couch and they talk about the video and, and uh, yeah, the recording, recording that day. And, oh, nice. Uh, so yeah, apparently Queen Latifah's jacket that she's wearing in the video is actually Hype Williams's jacket. <laughs> uh, and she said she kept trying to ask him if she could have it. <laughs> she wanted like, to leave and like with it. He's like, no, that's my jacket. No. <laughs> like, it's like, okay. <laughs> but I've worn it now and yeah. I like it. In this, I mean, if, yeah, everyone knows it's mine now. Come she's like, now. no. <laughs> Uh, but it was cool to see, it. yeah, that something it. like that means something to them as well, I guess, because, you know, I suppose with everything that each of them do and have gone on to do, it's easy right. to, it just to be added to, a, you know, another memory, you know, or just something else yeah, that they've exactly. done. So the fact that they kind of all reconnected on this, that kind of platform That's really is cool. very cool. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I had seen um, an earlier video of, Queen Latifah, Yo-Yo, and uh, MC Light about this video uh, and or their contributions. And so MC Light was the first one to actually record. She did hers first, right? Right. And then um, Queen Latifah was last to do it. And she had all of these these rhymes that she was going to use. And then, but she didn't know what she was going to say, right? Because she thought, she went in thinking that she was going to have to do this you know, like this all out rap thing. And then she, what she did was she heard the other two and she's like, Oh, okay. We're going in that direction. Okay. <laughs> so then that's how all of that did. And um, so MC light was on the East coast, yo-yo and queen Latifah were on the West coast where they were doing there. So it's interesting to see, you know, you know, we just see the, the song once it's released, <laughs> but to hear right. like some of the backstory is really neat, but I, I love to catch this actual interview too. Um, and and on Brokenhearted, it's funny that um, one of the things that they said uh, uh, Brandy wanted to go out that day uh, to the amusement park, so she rushed <laughs> to get that track made so she oh. could go out. So it's like total kid, right? <laughs> so. <laughs> So it's like, uh, yeah, she was supposed to go to an amusement parks. So you know, so you never, you're like, oh, this is a great song. Yep, let's get this over. Okay, I'm gone. Let's go. So you know, um, okay, <laughs> right. So like now that these things come out, but um, it's just it's and actually it reminds us that you know she was she was a kid when yeah. the, you know when this was all going down, but. This album was on the Billboard 200 for 89 weeks. Wow! So it's like when you think about it, it's just like you didn't—you don't know until it's out, and then boom! It just overnight, you become like this princess of R&B thing, and and then you just take off from there, yeah. right? So yeah, it's uh, it's nice. To- yeah. I'm yeah, glad you, um, you uh, yeah, amazing uh, start. I guess, thing. Yeah, it was, yeah, happy, yeah. thrilled to sort of to, to kind of own it now. Um, yeah, overdue. So um, yeah, I just I, I was hoping in, I'm catching you off guard with this one, but just oh. as a super quick kind of mention. So obviously her her only other album in the '90s was you know while while the while the Brandy album made her a I suppose a superstar. I think 
the Never Say Never album kind of made her a megastar uh, for that right. period of time, kind of spearheaded, as you said, by Monica and uh, yeah. The Boy Is Mine. I mean, her kind of work with Rodney Jerkins, who um, who had been around for a few years uh, with a, he, you know, he had production on um, the Aaliyah album, where the One in a, One in a Million album, he, on one song, yes. he had produced uh, Gina Thompson's uh, debut record. Um, and uh, yeah, but then, the, you know, the stars aligned and he kind of just developed this entirely new, um, I won't say commercial, but like this whole kind of sound which resonated, uh, you know, with, with people in in a way that saw him very quickly kind of shoot up the ladder to producing with Whitney Houston and then Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson. But um, yes, I mean, the Never Say Never album, again, huge album, great album uh, as well. A great combination. I think it was a great evolution of her kind of, of her sound. I suppose she did move on from, because this Brandy album, as great as it is, it's a nineties album. It Correct. really, really is. And I, I think this Never Say Never album again from 98, this is a, a smooth ushering into kind of 2000 and beyond really, isn't it, production-wise? Yeah. And um, it's 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 a – I'm like, if you're going to have – because you always worry about the second album. Right? Are you going to be as good? You're like, oh, yeah. darn. Okay. <laughs> well, I still got the first album. So, you know, you go back to the first one. But – but you see her evolving even more as an artist, and then to say no, she's a bona fide uh, artist in her own right. She's a star, yeah. and so it's you know it's and then you're right with with um, Rodney Jenkins' hmm. uh, production. You know, it, yeah, it's funny. Again, okay, so we have like the Aaliyah type, but we don't, you know, I wasn't going to go all that, but he he goes to this and then helps create, you know, more solidifies who he is as a producer too, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's, again, it's interesting now because we can look back at, you know, the early beginnings of what's going to come right because we did that with like uh uh pharrell you know and the neptunes and and to see them early on you know and um even to see like missy and timberland right with Aaliyah, where they were starting out young and then they all come forward together and we see you know they're actually making their imprints in the music that we love to enjoy so yeah it's really nice yeah so yeah shout out to her for, i guess for another yeah so two yeah. amazing albums for for the 90s sort of separated by four years but it was a it was a good four years there was a lot of um i guess growth and maturity and a great evolution of her sound in that time so uh so yeah, yeah hats off to brandy in the the 90s as well and in the middle of all that sitting up in my room which i love i love that record <laughs> ah! and the LL cool j on the remix as well yeah, uh, yeah so sandwiched right in between two great albums so <laughs> yeah. amazing stuff that's all i can say you know i i've got i've got to get some more um I've got to go collect some remixes after we talk. Yes. I, yeah. I, I blew it. <laughs> I usually <laughs> go through and grab all the remixes because, you know, I'm a junkie, but um, I got a few I missed over for her. So thank you. Yeah. I'm going to once again, take this time to uh, stress that 
we need like a 90s mp3 kind of database where they sell all this stuff because you won't be able to buy any of these uh you know yeah. and it's just you have to sort of dig out on like ebay or hopefully you see like the, the independent retailers on amazon who are still selling the singles and stuff like that but i just so many of these 90s gems that just forgotten they're just gone you know you can dig them out on youtube but no you can't buy this the mp3s and it just right. infuriates me that I, I suppose you're going to have this emotion every time we discuss a 90s album <laughs> like this because yes. you just can't buy them and it's just so frustrating um so it'd be um, awesome for I don't know labels to just start a, like a Bandcamp page or you know just some oh. overarching kind of thing like like iTunes or something to just hey let's let's dig out all these nineties remixes and just put them all out there um, yeah because it would be amazing hit hit you know people yeah. like them <laughs> you're not gonna uh, give us the cassette give us the MP3 <laughs> could you please thank you so brilliant. Uh, and I, I guess i guess on that note um yes sir. you know while we're discussing songs from uh-huh. s- from from said album this is yes, this sir. is it this is it this is your your spotlight your your Uh-oh. moment to uh yes um uh-huh. surmise uh mm-hmm. the entire album uh in one mm. in one song and to make one. anyone who has never heard this album, this is it. <laughs> what you play right now will determine mm-hmm. whether or not they actually go mm. through and purchase this album or not. What's it going to be? Here we go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're going to do it every time, Imran. And still, I love when you do it. <laughs> <laughs> the 90s, uh, the credibility of the 90s hang in the Oh, balance. no. <laughs> Really, <laughs> Keith Crouch, love Brandy, that. Atlantic love... Records, yes, they're all gathered, yes. they're all listening right now. Say, drum rolls going in the back. Yes, well, <laughs> wow, such pressure. Um, well, if I'm gonna, we're gonna do this. We're gonna go out really well. We're we're going out with a remix. We'll do it like that. The one I know and love. That's still a classic to me even today, and that is the "I Want to Be Down" remix Brilliant. with MC Light, Yo Yo, and Queen Latifah. I mean, I was looking at that video, <clears throat> and I remember when it dropped, and it was hot back then, and you know, you enjoyed it as well. And it, it's a classic. And mm. unfortunately, Queen, you didn't get to keep Hype's jacket, but. <laughs> <laughs> You look good in it. We can, we can say that. <laughs> uh, well, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're gonna leave the jacket. Okay. So, yeah. Cut. Get the jacket back. Okay. So, but you know, people can check out the video. It's great. It's a mm. classic cut. And um, so, yeah, that's that's my pick. Come my way up 
around. Down and around, even sideways. I'm about as ready as the light can get. We can go all out. I ain't afraid of the sweat, but yet. I bet you got the techniques to freak a girl inside out. What's that all about? Can I have some of that? You gotta put me on. Word around town is your nine men strong. I wanna be put on in the worst way. Since the first day, I think it was the Thursday. You be that brother that I wanna sink my teeth in. Make me wanna ask, where the hell you been? I like the way you be with all that personality. But I got flavor too. You need to go with me. Rocky. 